You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is an ancient plant-based medicine that simultaneously heals and energizes the body as it soothes the mind. Making fine tea is a blend of artistry and craftsmanship. The $200 billion tea trade is fundamentally local, yet exerts global influence employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Tea in a flash. PG Tips introduces a 60-second brewing tea bag. Tea reforms are benefiting Kenya growers, and the rapid growth of tea subscription programs is slowing. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Keilani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. PG Tips released a new 60-second fast-brewing tea bag this week. The brand, owned by Rotterdam-based Lipton Tea and Infusions, is racing to attract impatient tea drinkers. A consumer study commissioned by the company revealed that few UK tea drinkers brew tea for the recommended three to five minutes at breakfast. In fact, 85% remove their tea bags after less than a minute in the cup with 45% brewing their English breakfast tea for less than 30 seconds. The company said it spent two years and $62 million finding the optimum particle size, then created a square biodegradable tea bag offering generous space for the tea to expand, and cartons that are fully recyclable and 33% more compact than the current packaging with wrappers that are sustainably produced and plastic-free. Nigel Bellican, president of the European Speciality Tea Association, told BBC News, quote, I could have done that for free, just jiggle or stir the regular bag in the mug at halves the brewing time, end quote. UK Tea Academy founder Jane Pettigrew told the London Times, quote, I really abhor this kind of innovation. It is not progress but a massive retrograde step backward in what tea should be, end quote. 
Like many others quoted by the British press, she pointed out that, quote, the slow brewing of tea creates a magical few minutes in a busy, sometimes frantic day. Dr. Andy Stepley told BBC, quote, so many people have tea in different ways that it's impossible to be too prescriptive as to the best way because everybody has their own preferences. The Independent found the alleged affront less compelling. The sound of noises going out of joint can be heard all over England, writes columnist Kathy Letty. PG Tips was formerly the top-selling UK brand in convenience and grocery, but in 2019 slipped to second place behind Twinings, which was later overtaken by Tetley, according to Nielsen Market Research. The innovative PG Tips brand, then owned by Brooke Bond, dates back to the 1930s when it was marketed as pre-Jest digestive tea, thus the PG. In 1960, it was one of the first British teas to switch to bags. The descriptive tips refers to the fact that only the top two leaves and bud are used in making the blend, primarily sourced in mountainous regions of Kenya and Rwanda. PG Tips General Manager for the UK and Ireland, Liam McNamara, said British tea drinkers enjoy 5 billion cups of PG Tips each year. The people of the British Isles consume 100 million cups of tea daily, of which 97.5% are brewed in tea bags. Business Insight Andrew May is Emeritus Professor of Chemistry at the University of East Anglia, offered this advice to listeners of the BBC. Opt for loose leaf, he said. Perhaps we need to alter our behavior to match the product of tea leaves rather than re-engineering the product to match our habits. End quote. Reforms enacted in 2020 are delivering bigger bonuses much more quickly for tea growers in Kenya. The Tea Act upended factory management at many Kenya tea development agency factories following a change in how directors were elected. Since 2021, factory directors have been elected in a one-man, one-vote ballot. In previous years, votes by growers contributing the largest volume of raw leaf cast the majority vote. Smallholders who produced only a few hundred kilos were easily outvoted. The system enabled directors to win re-election by courting a few prominent growers. One example cited in a report in The Standard is tea factories located in Emente, Gitania, and Gimbi. Emente paid a bonus of 51.1 shillings, which is about 47 cents per kilo, the best in Zone 7. Workers at the Michikurukuru factory in Tagania East earned 47.6 shillings, about 32 cents per kilo. In addition, managers repaid 100 million shillings in loans and invested 39 million shillings in new machinery, increasing processing capacity to 28,000 metric tons from 9,000 metric tons in 2020. Two years ago, workers received only 21 shillings, about 19 cents per kilo as their bonus. In the Rift Valley, rates were as low as 12 shillings, about 8 cents per kilo, according to grower James Catch, who told Farm Kenya, quote, Before the reforms, we got paid poorly. 
A kilogram of green leaf brought 12 shillings. The money I was earning barely repaid my loans, end quote, he said. Growers are also getting better prices at auction and achieving greater consistency in quality. The double-digit growth rate of subscription programs, boosted by online retail and the onset of the pandemic, is slowing to high single digits, according to Fact MR. The market research company projects a combined annual growth rate globally of 8.6% through 2033, reaching 531 million in sales. Revenue from T-subscription programs, typically for higher-end loose-leaf and sachets, grew at an estimated 12.5% CAGR from 2018 through 2022, reaching sales of $208 million globally. The U.S. share of the market amounted to $80.4 million in 2022. The sales will rise to $205 million in the U.S. by 2033 at a growth rate averaging 7.4% per year. T-subscription programs are also popular in the United Kingdom. In 2019, UK T-sales to approximately 100,000 subscribers were valued at $2.2 million and are expected to grow in absolute dollars by $14.4 million to $27.4 million by 2033. In fact, MR projects a 7.7% CAGR for the UK during the next decade. Convenience, variety, and cost-effectiveness drive sales. Monthly programs are the most popular. Those offering organic tea will experience faster growth rates, according to FactMR. Options to customize selections based on taste preferences are popular with customers who enjoy trying new teas and want to experiment with different flavors and varieties. You can purchase the full tea subscription market analysis at factfactmr.com. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for Sale 35, the week ending 2nd September 2023. Overall, the auction saw 18,712 tons of tea on offer for sale 35, with a sale volume of 69%, with BP grades being the top seller, followed by BOP, SM, and then Dustin Fannings. In North India, Kolkata saw good demand with major blenders active for CTC and dust, while Middle East and CIS countries were active for Orthodox. Tata Consumer Products was active for Darjeeling, which raised prices marginally. And there were fewer outlaws of Orthodox, and a little over half of Darjeeling remained unsold. 30% of Orthodox sold for under 200 rupees a kilo, while 46% of Darjeeling sold for under 300 rupees a kilo. Overall, this auction week continues to see lower prices compared with 2022 for the same sale week. In Guwahati, major blenders were active for both leaf and dust. Prices were similar to last week, while outlots were slightly higher this week. In the south, Kunur saw good demand with about 95% of dust grades, both CTC and Orthodox sold. And in leaf grades, Orthodox did better than CTC. Cochin was closed last week because they were celebrating festival owner. 
in crop and weather, Assam is seeing spikes in temperature and seeing the highest recorded temperature for September in recent times, which is a cause of worry. Darjeeling and Duar is expected to see light rain this week, and the Nilgiris is expected to see isolated heavy rain. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple to operate smartphone control device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. The United Nations FAO Intergovernmental Group on Tea is a forum for consultation and exchange that has provided exceptional market insights and guidance since 1969 for one of the most important cash crops in the world. Members include all the major tea-producing countries. India is hosting the 25th gathering in November in Assam. Arvinda Anantharaman discusses the IGG mission with Joydeep Fukan, Secretary and Principal Officer of India's Tea Research Association. India will host the next session of the FAO Intergovernmental Group on Tea in November in Guwahati, Assam. We speak with Jordi Fukan, Secretary and Principal Officer of the Tea Research Association India, who has been given the responsibility to organize and manage the event the Tea Board of India. Here, Jody talks about the FAO, IGG, the focus areas, what they've achieved in the past through it, and what he looks forward to at this upcoming event. Thanks for joining us at Tibur's Jody. It's really nice to yeah. talk to you and uh, hear more yes. about the uh, the, the the FAO event, the conference in uh, November yeah. in uh, Guwahati. So, but before that, yeah. can you just what is the intergovernmental group on tea and how mm -hmm. you know what does the group do and you just introduce their work. Thank you very much for having this interview. Internationally, so in the 1980s, I think there was a uh, there was an idea mooted by the FAO say, to bring uh, the tea producing and the consuming countries under one platform. And they formed this intergovernmental group on tea to discuss various issues relating to uh, production trends, how the whole uh, in industry is expanding, then uh, the, the the consumption patterns in in, in the producing in the, in the consuming countries, and even uh, in the initial days, how to promote the uh, consumption through generic promotion and different kinds of approaches. So initially, uh, there were about two to three uh, working groups which were formed under the FAO Intergovernmental Group. Uh, 
One was basically on uh, the harmonization of MRLs. Like you see, different countries had got different uh, MRLs. So uh, the harmonization of MRLs was one of the area where, uh, uh, which was a working group was formed so that maybe if they could try to bring in some kind of consensus among the tea uh, producing and the consuming countries, that was one. Second was basically on during that time, different countries have different norms on the standards of tea, the physical parameters of tea. The ISO 3720 was the standard, which was basically followed by all, all tea producing countries as a benchmark. For India, uh, the ISO 3720 more or less mi mirrored the PFA parameters, food, uh, the, the PFA prior to the FSSI, which was there. Well, you see, for India, it was not a problem for major tea producing countries, but there were countries which did not follow the ISO 3720 parameters. So the, through the working group, it, it was basically tried that like more and more countries come on board and sign the ISO 3720 parameters in trying to have a uniform uh, physical parameters like ash content, crude fiber content, and then like uh, those are the, the, the different parameters which are there under the 3720. So that was on the physical parameter. In the initial years, if you see the, the FAO intercompany group was held, especially in the 80s and the 90s at Rome only. Uh, once in two years, they used to have the meetings in Rome and then most of the producing and the consuming countries would go and participate. I think in 97 or 98, it was suggested that instead of uh, meeting uh, at one place, if the whole meeting could be rotated among the member countries. I think the first meeting was held in uh, Ottawa, Canada, and then uh, from there it, it moved on. Actually, like you see, now it, it has become more of a like a sort of after thing to have to host the FAO intergovernmental group on tea meetings. Uh, thing. So both major, ma majorly, it is the producing countries which uh, which host the sessions, but in between, like the intersessions uh, are hosted by the consuming countries also. So like US as a consuming country ha has hosted, Canada of course has hosted earlier than uh, last time. In fact, the intercession was hosted by uh, Russia in Sochi. That was in 2019. So basically uh, now the, between the producer and the consuming countries, the, the meetings rotate. Uh, as of now, we have got seven working groups and one task force under the FAO uh, IGG on T. So, which are working on different uh, aspects of the tea industry. Actually, there is a working group on uh, MRL. There is a working group on uh, your. So uh, then there is a working group on uh, climate change on tea. Then there is a working group on organic uh, tea cultivation. Another the working group on ISO three seven two zero tea quality and uh, tea quality that still stands. There is a working group on tea and health, which was formed in the last uh, session, actually. So that's a new working group which has come in, actually. I forget the seventh one. And there is a task force on statistics, TDT statistics. So the FAO basically generates a lot of information through uh, collating data from all the consuming and producing countries. So the, uh, the task force generally have statisticians of most of the uh, producing countries and the consuming countries, they get the data from the government and various uh, market, uh, like the, the agencies which collate the data. 
rich mind deal of data, right? To have and to draw insights from. And so, is that does that happen too? What would you say is the impact of the the meetings and the work that that's done by the task force? Pre-pandemic, within the sessions, main sessions, there used to be. But now, what has happened post-pandemic or during the pandemic? A uh, lot of all the groups have become now they have gone online and they are having virtual meetings, and uh, they are trying to assess and try to take forward uh, the all the agenda items which were earlier when whenever they used to meet they used to discuss. So, for instance, the working group on tea and health, which is uh, chaired by U.S. and China. So uh, Shabnam Weber, she's uh, the main coordinator. So we have had at, le- at least in the last one and a half years, more than 10 meetings, mostly online meetings. They are trying to collate review journals uh, to, uh, to, to find out a topic which uh, can be used, easily used for promoting tea. So like one is uh, sports, uh, endurance, stamina, and uh, then Basically, beauty, the skin health, and all how tea enhances endurance, then uh, stamina, your uh, like the, the so, so the, these are the topics which gel well with the new generation, actually. So, we, we have, I think, collated more than 10 to 15 papers. There was the working group had given the uh, responsibility to uh, India as well as uh, China. And we got some of our scientists who were taking, we, who gone through entirely all the, the papers which were published. So the FAO secretary is also involved. The FAO, the, the health aspects, which which is which is seen by the FAO secretariat, they also got involved in this whole thing. For instance, uh, for the small tea holders, like small tea growers, Indonesia is the chair for the small tea holders uh, working group. So they have moved ahead like you see that that is a working group which has moved ahead and then they have formed a another body called cits confederation of uh, international tea smallholders so it is under the fao ages uh, that group has been formed and the the it is temporarily first headquartered in china so china has taken the responsibility to uh, to take forward uh, the CITS uh, agenda and basically it's training uh, awareness uh, trying to have fair price for the small tea holders uh, so these are the kind of things which they are trying to do actually then on organic working group so what they have done is that like they have given the uh, responsibility to India to collate uh, the best practices uh, for organic tea cultivation in all the tea growing countries. Initially, it was four countries, India, Sri Lanka, China, Japan. But uh, it was a project mode. But since the pandemic had come in, whole thing was expanded to about 10, 11 countries. So now we have got data from 11 countries, their best practices, what they have done on organic tea cultivation, and then the success stories in their country and how to take things forward and and the, and the handicaps also the problems which they face in, in promoting organic tea cultivation and the market marketing of the uh, like the, the 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 difficulties in marketing and the success stories both all everything is covered so that the the book 
will be uh, will be released in the next uh, session actually so that was supposed to be released uh, earlier but like now it's going to be released in the next session in guwahati actually what happens to all these ideas and uh, insights and all of that then uh, to all the participating countries and use them in some way how, how does it how do you see it, see it through there is a lot of exchange of ideas which is happening actually so best practices similarly for climate change in 2016 the working group published a, uh, a report on on the, uh, uh, the 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 effects of climate change on tea plantation and the mitigation which one can take so in that report like it was like and it was a collaborative effort of four countries so those things have been taken up creation of water bodies creation of like microclimate in a area then all those things were listed in those uh, in that working group report it was not only the india's responsibility but it was like uh, it was taken from china it was taken from sri lanka the 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 whole knowledge was global but the applicability was localized actually the conference is coming to india after so after 2010 isn't it That's yeah after 2010 and what does it mean given that it's also a sams uh 200th year and to have it in guwahati uh what does it mean for the indian tea industry to host the event the tea board has given me the responsibility to coordinate the fao uh, matters mm-hmm. for india so like uh, coordinating with different countries and uh, in fact the organizational uh, like the, the the organizing the the responsibility for organizing the session also Uh, has been given to tra actually so we are doing together with t board and uh, uh, so in organizing it in guwahati actually initially it was thought to be part of it, uh, part of the g20 event actually the time was really short to have it in april actually so it was decided to shift it to november the proposal to have it in assam was uh, from the uh, minister of commerce uh, mr piyush goel he suggested that like since Assam is celebrating 200 years, so it should be held in Assam. Uh, the significant part is that, like you see, all the major stakeholders and the main people who are involved, forty uh, in each country, like uh, and who matter uh, in those countries. So those participate in this uh, the FAO uh, intergovernmental group. Government representatives they are vetted by the their respective government side. So in that way, it holds much weight. because normally what happens like you see uh, so they go back and then they inform the governments and then like there the, there's a policy thing uh, uh, movement also one can initiate in fact one area like uh, where we have done quite a lot of work through this platform is the international tea day actually see because it was proposed by india in 2015 we had moved the proposal through Uh, our uh, the agriculture ministry is the main nodal ministry for fao in india so the agriculture ministry moved it uh, through the indian representative in fao but uh, the, the real work starts after the proposal is given how it is moved and getting support of different countries and all so we 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 uh, lies with china lies with indonesia Uh, Sri Lanka got letters, and so these were very, very crucial things to get uh, to to push the whole uh, concept of International Tea Day 
initially the FAO Council passed it and then finally the UN Assembly. So I think the one of the biggest achievement what I would feel is that like say the having a tea like international day for tea uh, through the FAO platform. So it was mooted, conceptualized and then like uh, it was finally we saw the light of the day. Every country has got their own requirements, but like it is, it takes time to move things. But like generally, at least it's a it's a good platform to discuss and push things. Now, what happened like last year? Like they have done a study like how lower production or the production if, if it's a there's a cutting production or maybe uh, how the prices appreciate. So that also I think the FO is studying quite a lot actually. Failures also, it's not that everything is all a success story. Because like I still remember in 2008, uh, in the Beijing session of the IGG, it was more or less unanimously decided, except in China, like all countries decided to uh, restrict their uh, production, tea production, at 2008 levels, actually. So, so they will not expand area, area of tea. But Later on, nobody, like, it could not be uh, like there were changes in governments in different countries and all. And then, like, say, for instance, Kenya, Kenya has more or less doubled its production. Like, if you see in 2010, Kenya was about 320 million. Now they are almost reaching 600 million. So, so there, there, there are, um, each country would see its, its own benefit, actually. I, I think this session mostly like, one, uh, the major emphasis, what I feel would be on the smallholders because the FAO uh, is trying, is, I think they're, they're trying to focus on how the smallholder uh, produce can be integrated into the international supply chain, actually. So the idea of FAO is that, like, see, uh, they will try to see that how the smallholders can be uh, integrated uh, in, in the international supply chain. So that that that's one of the major focus area which uh, I think this this session would have. Second is and that would definitely gel well with India because India uh, smallholders producing more than fifty percent now. And second is basically on climate issues actually because with with so much of changes happening and like so there there needs to of course there there's a report there's uh, a lot of things have been done but like again like. To revisit on what can be done, actually, because tea being more of an agriculture-based uh, industry. Third is, I think the I think the FAO, uh, uh, the Tea and Health Group, I think they are going to pitch in for maybe kind of a uh, some kind of uh, like at least on two or three areas how they can promote uh, tea as a among the uh, young young people actually and younger population to increase demand. So that I think would be a focus area, and uh, I had suggested to the secretary, FAO secretary, that like maybe there's a lot of new technologies which are coming in. So it is not only India, but like every country would be having their 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 bright spots which are there. So maybe if we can have a a group or maybe a working group or maybe some kind of a study can be made, taking the the best of all countries actually. So that, that is also a thought process which the FAO might bring up. Intrigued by what you've heard in today's podcast? 
Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Produced by Adavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.